May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So I brought my advent calendar because I thought we could open up today's door together. I already opened up today's door at 8 o'clock, so we're going to open up tomorrow's door. And it's a little picture of Mary and Joseph and the donkey, and it says, it was a long journey. So I don't know how many of you have an advent calendar or enjoy opening up the doors for yourself or with your children or your grandchildren, but typically they have sweet, beautiful pictures on them. I particularly like this year's because it has little bunnies with cotton tails and a little hedgehog and some ducks um, all gathered around. And it tells the story so far. It's been telling the story of Mary and Joseph getting ready for going on their journey. There's somebody who's never, never in the advent calendar. Who is that? John the Baptist, right? He just doesn't make it into the Advent calendar. Now, why would that be? The the readings for Advent, four weeks of Advent, two of the weeks, 50%, are devoted to stories about John the Baptist. He's a prophet. And we don't really so much like prophets. I would suggest. Prophets are not only the predictors of things that will happen in the future, but they're truth tellers about things that are happening right now in the present. They often have tough messages. We just don't want to hear it. We like to have our eyes looking forward as we move forward with our plans. I was wondering about who today's prophets might be. I think some of those climate scientists who have released reports over the last several weeks with terrible predictions and also telling us about the reality that's already here. Insects are disappearing. Other animals are already disappearing. The polar ice is melting. We ignore their warnings and their calls to change at our peril. Some people think Martin Luther King Jr. was a prophet. Not only did he open the eyes of many to the continuing sin of racism, but he called our country to repent of the injustice embedded in the system of capitalism and constant war. And that's when we killed him. So John the baptizer is a prophet. No wonder he doesn't make the advent calendar. His message is repent. The Greek word for repentance is metanoia. And it means to turn around. To have a complete change of heart and mind. Not to beat oneself up about one's sinfulness. But actually to be woken up. To have the scales fall from our eyes so that we see anew. We see differently. And then to live 
differently because of our repentance. When John baptized people in the Jordan River, perhaps that full body immersion in water that may have been cold was the thing that washed away old ways of thinking and seeing. Baptism is certainly symbolic of being washed clean, but the physical act of going down in the water and coming up gasping may have shifted something inside those he baptized. John baptized many people with water, but he was very clear to tell everyone that someone was coming who would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The Holy Spirit and with fire. I'm going to ask you to stand up. This really works best for you guys in the middle. Turn around. What do you see? You see fire and water in the baptismal font. You can sit back down. You may have been baptized as a baby in a font like that. Or some of you may have actually been baptized in that actual font. What we just looked at and what I put back there on purpose today is a reminder of the power of repentance. A baptism of repentance. And I want to invite you, when you leave here, to put your hand in the water. For when we leave this place and we've turned our back on the altar, we're not facing it anymore. We're all facing it now. But after we receive communion and we say those final prayers, we get up and we turn around. We're no longer facing God's table, but we're facing the doors into God's world. What might we need to see out there? Perhaps faces of people we don't know. Maybe someone who is hungry. Someone who is hurting. I'm pretty sure there's a whole world of need out through those doors. Luke quotes from Isaiah's prophecy. The hopeful preparations that are being made for God's kingdom. He tells us that things that are crooked and bent and out of alignment will be made straight. Rough roads of life will be made smooth. Valleys of despair will be filled in. Mountains impossible to climb will be brought down. He tells us salvation is coming. And we know salvation is here in Christ. So as we prepare in this season of Advent, may we repent. May we turn around 
open that door and go out with eyes wide open. In our preparations, may we find ways to smooth the rough places which afflict our neighbors, maybe our family members. May we fill the valleys that we encounter with his love. May we take hold of the hand of someone struggling to climb a mountain so they're not walking alone. May we repair a relationship that has gotten crooked or bent or even completely broken. John calls to us today to our baptism, to repent and to understand the power of that baptism of repentance, the power of turning around, changing our heart and our lives with God's help. John probably won't ever make it into the calendar. But we know something. We know that he's just outside this picture. He's always just outside this picture, calling to us to pay attention, and he's pointing right there. What's behind door number 24? He's always pointing there. He's always pointing to Jesus, who is in there as we wait ready to be born again in our hearts, the one who brings salvation for all. Amen.